Welcome to this week's Spin Foil Theory. We're about to take a dive into the lore of Destiny the game. Specifically, we'll be giving high-level scrutiny to popular, emerging, and outlying theories than judging. With that out of the way, let's put on our Spin Foil hats and get a little crazy. Here comes this week's show. I clicked the button. Recording on the record. It's on record now. This is all official. Actually, that's not true. I've been... I've been, I, the master has already started some time ago, but that's okay. <laughs> that's yes. Back up. I need to do a better, that's still such like a janky kind of a low right master. I, what I need to do is like some double looping or something. Anyway, anyway, that's, hey, welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast, everyone. This is, this is your host, Taylor B, and your host, Lady Lucida. How are you doing this week? Doing pretty good, pretty good, you know, just... Just vibing. What about you? I can you? dig it. Uh, it's been it's been a fun week, you know. Everyone has fully, uh, you know. I, I actually, you know, for anyone who doesn't know from last couple episodes, uh, we had a little bit of a COVID in the house, and uh, Kari got infected just uh, from exposure at her job, and we got tested. We went on lockdown, like that was our Christmas and all that stuff. Uh, this past week. She started testing negative. I never had it the whole time. I'm patting myself on the back for that, and also knocking on wood for a jinx myself. But I was I was lucky enough to just uh, to just not contract it the uh, the whole time while while uh, she was recovering. But now we're you know we we're past our lockdown. We can go back out into the world again safely. Cool. It, it's nice. So yeah, that's that's what's going on over at uh, over here. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. But then, there's some in-game Destiny stuff that has me excited. Did you know that Witch Queen's coming out this year? What? No way, I did not know. This is brand new information. Yeah. It's not like yeah. I literally already have a spot set up for my collector's edition <laughs> when it arrives to just sit on my shelf behind me. No, I totally don't. <laughs> I totally don't have a little hive worm sitting on my desk staring at me while I do work. Nope. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm glad I told you then. Yeah, you totally. I, don't, I did not know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, now that, uh, at least at the time of this recording, now that the, uh, what's, what's, what was the event? The dawning. The dawning has concluded. Yes. No more Christmas. No more no space more, Christmas. No more cookies. <laughs> my favorite thing my favorite thing that they do um for that stuff is always there's some like i think i have them all already but the the cookie based emotes oh yes yeah those are always so funny i like just uh, raising your cookies up i always think it's funny that i just i just like the dotting it's probably my favorite holiday in destiny because i just like the snowflakes and it's like all about baking cookies it's all just super wholesome it's probably my favorite i mean the crimson days was my favorite but then they decided to destroy it crimson days is pretty good they killed it crimson days was pretty good they killed it like i I miss dubs i'm yeah because like my hoodie that i always wear was like the vow hoodie and it's like my favorite hoodie i literally live in that hoodie Mm -hmm. but now the vow and I cry one single tear. But it's fine. Though. I understand. I understand. I'd rather them have, like... Cause, yeah, there was a lot of events. Because there's the Dawning. There's Festival of the Lost. I guess I'm going backwards. It should be Festival of the Lost, Dawning, Guardian Games, Solstice, Moments of Triumph. Like, there's, there's like, a lot of events. So I figured... I understand. Yeah. And I think Festival of the Lost this year was a lot better than previous years, where it was Infinite Forest, but spooky. <laughs> I, I mean, I thought, I thought the first year that came out, the uh, spooky Infinite Forest, I, I would have agreed with you. It was just kind of like, yeah, it's, it's spooky, but it's Infinite Forest. Um, I thought the way they did it this last, not this... They didn't do it this last year, but uh, the the way like the last iteration we got of it, I thought that was actually pretty good. 
with like the little tweaks that they made. But I, oh, yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Like if you already have infinite forest, like what's the point? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I definitely like, and then, um, yeah, I'm wondering how, if they're going to change guardian games. Like personally for me, I don't really like guardian games very much because it already takes the, I guess, class disparity warfare warfare like <laughs> i don't know what to call it like class rivalry that's the word the class rivalries that we have and amps it up to 11 and it gets kind of mean sometimes because we'd be like oh titan like for example right now in endgame in pve content hunters are literally useless i'm sorry all you hunters out there i'm also kind of a hunter I'm a, I'm a whatever my team needs me to be, so I can be anything. So, like, right now the with Guardian Particle... formerly with, known as Hunter Main. Yes. I mean, like, when Witch Queen comes out, I'm going to do the campaign and everything on my Hunter first. Because that's just how I am. I love... And it's, it's Hive-themed, so, like, I have to be my Hunter. My Hunter is oh, literally yeah. right now all Hive-themed. Like, I'm running the Thorn Armor, the Omni-Oculus ornament. I've got my little Hive Ghost with the, the Hive runes around it. I got my Hive Sparrow. I got my Hive Ship. I got my Hive Emblem. I got I got everything. I am all hive, Hive-ified, and it's awesome. But besides that, like, hunt, because of those, the artifact mods, like Particle Deconstruction, Breach and Clear, Oppressive Darkness, that kind of thing, like... It it basically takes Tether, Hunter's job in PvE, and says, nope, now anyone can do it. We don't need you. But you might be like, oh, Lucy, but what about Celestial Golden Gun? Titans with uh, mm. Curlus of Falling Star can out-DPS you. Sorry. So, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just, that's just how it is. Like, I... I, I it makes me really sad. Like, the only thing I can... Like, I have a build currently with Omni Oculus where I can just run around and throw smoke nades on people and give them resist. Mm -hmm. And that's really all that was I'm... fun. All I'm really doing is that. And that works. Like, I don't really use my super to, like, debuff people. I just do it to add control. And once Void 3.0 comes out, I'm gonna take this build that I have and take the super of Tether and say, adios, Tether. Hello, Spectral Blades. And then I will just be Blade Dancer and just be 100% invis. Because uh, they said you can just, do that. You'll be able to swap supers. So this, it's interesting you brought this up. So to me, and I, I, I'm sure other people have talked about it in the community and, and that this isn't like my own original idea. I want to preface this with that. Um, but... So can you just wield whichever light you want in whatever shape you want? Because, I mean, Spectral Blades, you just said it. It's Blade Dancer, but you've got two of them now. It's Blade Dancer, but Grape. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Blade Dancer, but you have, it, it, you have two of them now. I, I, I like that upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> From the well, one. No, like, no, this, is, this think... is totally different. He's got two blades, guys. This is a different, this is a different super. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think with how the light works... Um, you can kind of wield it, however, like, technically mm -hmm. in canon, um, if you wanted to, instead of making your, uh, like, let's say you're a titan with a big hammer, instead of making it a big hammer, you could make it, like, a more of an axe, like, it's really up to, like, the wielder, whatever it is, at least from my understanding, and, um... It's just, I guess, I, how you channel the light, or how, like, so I gotta, think, think I of it. I have a question for you, then. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Ask your question. What about a purple gun? Ah, so you're saying, what if we just took, you could do whatever with whatever. Like, oh, I want to make, instead of it being a golden gun, it's a grape I gun. I want it to be a, perp, a regal a, purple grape gun. A grape gun. <laughs> I mean, you could. I mean... What's really crazy is like, for example, if you look at I like, just do that for everything. Just make. I just want to. I just really like the void subclasses. It's. It's not at all because purple is my favorite color. No, not at all. I don't know what. <laughs> I mean, it's partially because of that, but partially because I just really. It's just. It's my play style, I guess. Because like, for example, Nova Warp. I guess I just really like crowd control. 
I guess. Because Nova Warp right now, with this build I made with like the elemental wells and charge with light and um, nothing manacles, it, I have my abilities constantly and it's really fun. And I can just clear ads like nobody's business. It's really fun. And then I have another build for my I Titan with Doomfang Pauldrons and Code of Commander and really high intellect where I can just pop my super and then I'm just in my super for a really long time. So like, it's... That's pretty fun too. And then Hunter doesn't really have a void crowd control. It's like, you got Ark, kinda. You got... What about Tether? I mean, Tether, Tether is crowd control because you can just pop it off, pop it off, pop, especially with Quiver. So like, I don't know. I might I make like a, the, um, do you like the multi-shot or do you like, or I guess the quiver? Or do you like the one? I like, I like the one better because that one, everyone who gets hit by it takes like, I can just shoot one and they all take damage. Yeah. So I like, I, I like that one more, I guess in general. Cause like when I'm, if I'm running it in PV, PVE, I, it's either by request or like I'm, I'm having trouble with ads. Yeah, definitely, definitely. No, I, I, I normally run uh, top, I guess not top tree. I guess it is top tree. I don't know. I get them mixed up. I run the one quiver, the one shot mm -hmm. normally. But like right now with my Omni Oculus build, I've just been running multi-tether. And I just use that to just kind of clear a room where I like, because uh, you can see where the enemies spawn. You know, you just shoot one there, shoot one at the other door, shoot one at the other door, shoot one in the middle. And then you got all the all the bases covered. So it works. Mm. I'm just curious to see, because they did say Quiver multi-shot is going to change when Witch Queen comes out. It's not going to be you spam it. It's going to be like you shoot like them all off at once. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's going to be really weird. I'm just... Yeah, I'm kind of, to see how like, that spread I'm go. kind of worried slash nervous slash hopeful about the Void 3.0 because they haven't said anything. They just had that one twab where they kind of give an overview of like, oh, this is how it's going to change. You know, here's an aspect that warlocks are going to have. Here's an aspect that hunters are going to have. Here's an aspect that titans are going to have. Okay, we're done. So I'm just like, uh, can we have like some, some information? Like, for example, for returning players, are, do we, are we going to have to regrind all the aspects and fragments and grenades and everything? Just like how we had to do with stasis? Or are we going to... Oh, I bet. You, totally. Uh, you totally will. <laughs> I don't want to regrind all of the stuff I've already Yeah, had. you're not going to just have it. That's yeah, stupid. you're not going to be able to just build it. Yeah. Well, at least they should give us, like, what we already have. So that would just be, like, the grenades and the melee and the super. We wouldn't have the aspects of fragments. That's what well, I was saying. Yeah, I mean, that that's... That, I, I, I guess, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I feel like it's going to be... Because remember when you first got stasis? Mm -hmm. You had to, like... It was almost kind of like how D1 was, but not as bad, where yeah. you had to, like, level up the different parts, and then you got, like, oh, mm -hmm. like, I can throw a grenade now, and, like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. Um, I don't so know. That, I just, I just yeah. feel like that's just, I don't know, unnecessary, because, like, we've, they're literally taking away what we've had, and now we have to get it, reacquire it again. What if they have a story reason for it? I mean, maybe, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. And I'm worried like some what void stuff and you get zapped. I don't know. I just, I just worry, I guess that's all. Cause like I'm running void for the witch queen day one raid. So like, mm -hmm. I'd like to have all my <laughs> stuff, please. I don't want to yeah. have to, like, on top of, you know, getting to the power cap that I need to for the raid, also be like, oh, I don't have my, uh, I don't have my grenades. I don't have my punch. I don't even have my super. Like, I don't know. I just would like some more information. Like, we don't even know what the power cap is going to be. We don't even know when the raid is. I mean, it's most likely going to be March 5th, but. Cause yeah, that's true. With Witch Queen, it was a week. It was like 11 days after the expansion. So, or not with Witch Queen, mm -hmm. sorry, with Beyond Light, it was 11 days after the expansion. But like, I don't know. I just would like some information. And I'm just like, 
Bungie, please give me information I need to know so I can plan things. Ugh. I'm very much of a planner person. Like, I need to have everything mm-hmm. not fig- figured out, but yeah, I... at least a general idea of what's oh, going yeah, no, on. Because, you, you, like... You know, you know me. Like, I like, to, I like to just jump into the pool to figure out if it's cold or not. You're ridiculous. No. No, 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 no. That's not, that's not how we do things here. No, I'm fine. That's fine. Just, is the pool cold? Oh, hold on. <laughs> I'm like, hey, is the pool, pool cold? You're like, hold on, I got this pool. I'm like, oh, I could have just, just put, you know, instead of doing that, I could have just, you know, put my hand in the pool. Oh, hey, it's nope. it's cold. No, there's no time for that. No time for that. I see, I see. All we right. came here to enjoy this pool. <laughs> Same thing with Witch Queen. I'm just diving in. <laughs> All right. <sighs> It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm definitely looking forward to it. But speaking of the build up to Witch Queen, yes, we got us a part two on some current, recent. It's almost like uh, re- recent uh, in game lore and. Uh, and some current activities. And you know, the more I think about it, Lucy, it's it's almost like the Bungie 30th was kind of like surprise season. Because the amount of, aside from not having like story wish missions, it's like new activity, new weapons. It, it, it's, as far as like new stuff in the game, it's almost like a new season's like amount of content. Yeah. Basically how I, a lot of people looked at it is this was, this was basically season 15.5, like a little mini season Mm -hmm. because this season in of itself was really really long we still haven't gotten the end mission yet you know it's only been since like before i think it was like october november ish when we had the last little story beat and uh I, I i joke to my friends that um i don't know what the story is anymore why why haven't we just killed Savathun yet? Hello? We had literally... We're, we're waiting on Mara. <laughs> Mara, please, hurry up. Mara's like, Guardians, I need your help to kill Savathun. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Guardians on Xur's game show, ooh! Like, they're like, it's like, it's so, <laughs> it's just so wacky and crazy. Speaking of the uh, the game show, The uh, the Dares of Eternity, um, everyone, if, if you don't know, if you're a new light or old light, play it between now and I think the 18th is when they said. Uh, special emblem. Uh, Bungie and the Star Horse were very pleased with uh, with all the players trying to jump in to help out new lights who got who maybe got Destiny or uh, got something that they could play Destiny on over the holidays. And there is an emblem that's going to be in it for you. So just just queue up at least once. Yep. I still need to get the catalyst for Forerunner. So. Ooh yeah. I, you know, I have the catalyst and I've run around with it, but Dares of Eternity is just so good for farming catalyst bounties. Oh yeah, definitely. Dares is really good because if you get Star Horse's favor and mm-hmm. it's a heavy weapon, you can just pew, 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 pew. Mm-hmm. Just go it's into, amazing. go into legendary mode and just, that's what we did. Cause like my friend Halo, he got the, uh. The sleeper catalyst, finally. And he's like, dang, grinding this out in, like, the thrall away is going to really suck. And we're like, no, 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 hold on, jump in with us. And we literally get to the final boss. And the final boss just will continually spawn ads forever and ever and ever. So we literally would just <laughs> sit there and he would just kill everything. And we made sure that he got Star Horse's favor. So he would have infinite heavy. So It's a nice trick. It's definitely, um, it's definitely something I... I was taking advantage of and I and I was just for the most part like just queuing up running through like uh just because as you pointed out especially if you're doing legendary it's a set thing like you know what to yeah, guess you, at the second you, part exactly. you, you can always you, have you Star Wars's favor. favor exactly exactly yeah so that's that's definitely some uh, super good advice <laughs> if anyone if anyone out there is like man when am I gonna get this Insert heavy weapon here, Catalyst. But, speaking of Bungie 30th anniversary stuff, this, uh, here today, 
20, 20 minutes into the recording. 20 minutes later. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm going to leave this comment in. I don't know if it's actually going to be 20 when you get here, but that's funny. About um, 20 minutes. <laughs> if, uh, if you listened to our show last week, you know that we're doing a little series. Uh, I think it's I think it's going to end up being three three parts. Three parts. Yeah, I think we have three parts planned right now. But a uh, little series on the Grasp of Avarice. That's the dungeon that was released with uh, the Bungie thirtieth anniversary content. This is um, unlike Dares of Eternity. Uh, Grasp is a paid content uh, dungeon, so you know you'll have to buy the thirtieth uh, anniversary pack to. To get access to it if you haven't tried it out already. I think it's totally worth it. Um, yeah, that that and with all like the little stuff you get in game, you know, I I, I think it's uh I think it's worth it. I, I recommend it. So I'll I'll just leave it at that. Um yeah, I think it's great. I love the dungeon. The dungeon was really funny. Yeah. Especially my first time through it. My friend uh Eric, he was <laughs> taking me through it with uh Kelsey and uh he's like, I'm not gonna tell you how to do anything. Figure it out. I am just here <laughs> to throw healing nades at you. That is my only purpose. And we kept, I like, I, I saw a plate. I'm like, oh, maybe this does something. Bam! Guardian down. And I'm like, what the? What the? What is this? <laughs> Booby traps in my dungeon? It's uh, Trevor the dungeon. Trevor the dungeon. You are <laughs> definitely right. <laughs> And last week we did kind of kind of an intro and a light touch on, uh, you know, if maybe the uh, the nine had something to do with it. And we have we have some other interesting stuff to talk about as to like who could be behind it. So you know, stay tuned, stay tuned. Definitely, definitely follow along in the series. But this week we have one that I think is kind of fun. Um, it reminds me of the uh, Lucy. I don't I don't know if you remember the uh, the Dread Pirate Tanix theory, but uh, yeah, definitely. That was. Definitely. The, yeah, that was that was before we knew we had confirmed exo status. But the um, the theory this week is if Captain Avrock is or was part of Tanik's crew. Yeah. Which I which to me really I really hope that means that our matey was. Was RM80 is uh, the name of his little uh, shank that comes out, uh, one of the little mini bosses that you have to fight along with him in the in the thing, and yeah, it's Armady. Yes, it's. I love it's a lot of the play name. on words. It's all very funny. <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I, so. Yeah. Please. Okay. Do you want me to start? Or you start. Who's going first? Who you, talks? You, first? you start. We're both excited. We're both just really excited. Okay. <laughs> so like. I guess one of the reasons why, well, they're both kind of space pirates. That's that's one reason. They're both space pirates. Like, Tanex is literally the captain. I would say captain. I don't know. He doesn't really have a house, but he has, like, his crew, which is kind of like a house. He has not, a ship. But not really. He does have, he had his catch, which, uh, not anymore. No more catch. It's gone. Like, what happened to that cash? I oh, wasn't that the cash, the like, cat, the catch, the cat, the catch on the moon. Wasn't that it his? It was the uh, yeah. So it was the one that used to belong. I don't know if it's canonically supposed to be the same one, but it was. You, you basically run through the same level as when you kill the, uh, the um, the head, the head of House Winter. Yeah. There, uh, what's it called? Um, I know Kel. what you mean. Yeah, that Cal. Um, yeah. And uh, then you go through kind of similarly, but I think you end in a different room of the ship and you fight Tanix for, uh, for that one. So I don't know if that was meant to be his ship or if he like, you just knew he was there or if he was trying to like take that ship. Yeah. Um, I just which, think it's that funny ship is that still on the moon. How did we not do anything with that ship? It no, is a ship, big, gigantic the, ship. That ship crashed on the moon. It crashed. If you go into D two right now, it's 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 now crashed on the moon. I still feel like, I feel like there would have been something poetic about scavenging the scavenger sh gigantic ship. Yes, I think that would have been cool. <laughs> what I think is really interesting is if you look at Tanix, boop, 
And then you look at Captain Avarok. They both have the same iconography on their cloak. It's the same exact symbols. That's kind of where this theory started, is I just looked at the cloak when I was fighting him one time, and I was like, wait a minute. Are they are they from the same? Because, you know, you see, like, House, house I guess, in D1, you would see house devils, and they'd all wear the same symbols to, like, show that, hey, they're, they're, these are all the same guys. Or House Winter would have their symbol, or House of Wolves would have their symbol, and, and so forth. And we know that Tanix had a crew. But we don't really know what happened to him after he, well, died, and then died, and then died, and then died. He dies a lot, but he just always comes back. That's what's kind of funny about Tanix. Mm-hmm. And, like, we don't really know what happened to the rest of his crew after he perished, so it's possible that, you know, Avrok is now, like, the head guy. The head honcho. I wouldn't say Cal, per se, but... Yeah, because if you... I, I I think that's I think that really tracks because if you if you think about um the last time you see Tanix in D one, which is Rise of Iron, he's Tanix the Perfected. He's all Siva. You don't you don't see him again until uh Atrax is waking him up. Yep. Is uh opening that pod. I mean technically we see him as a nightmare, but that's not really him. That's the darkness yeah, messing it's, with it's, us. It's, yeah. But yeah. Something else that's kinda of funny. Is Tan? I think Tan- doesn't Tanix have three robotic arms, or does he have four robotic arms? I think he is. Well, I, I, I mean, technically, I guess they ended up all being robotic arms, but I think I know, at but like... first, I think at first some looked uh, more regular than others. I think it was the the lower okay, arms that yeah, ended no, up at being least like in the this like picture exposed skeleton and stuff. That I'm looking at, he has four robotic arms now. Jesus, bro, get some help. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah. he's it's really funny uh you know how the joke about um guardians or zombies and then you have uh some of the some of the other ends of the community being like well actually they're liches because we hide our death in the uh in the ghost yes and i was thinking about this you know not to be a super D nerd i think i was talking with the uh, blue crew 86 on uh on twitter about it but uh you know liches retain all their memories that's like the Biggest draw to like getting to be a lich. We don't have our memories, so we're not really liches. Yeah, but you know who does? Tanix. AI. Yeah, Tanix, Clovis Bray, and where do they hide their death? In the Deepstone Crypt. Hmm. Curious. <laughs> but yeah, well, Tanix has right? robotic arms too, and so does Avrok. I think Avrok also has four robotic arms. And also his face is very similar to Skolas's face. Just mm. a little just a little different. A little different. Not it's blue instead of orange and it doesn't have all of the wires. And he doesn't have the horns, right? Yeah. He has the horns, but they're not like as big. They're like small. I think it's interesting that the Elixni have little horns. I didn't notice that before. Until I look at I saw Mithrax. I was like, wait a minute. He's got little horns. That's cute. Oh yeah, freaking my uh, I have a little over here. I have the little Skolas plushie, and it has Aww. the little horns coming out the back. Adorable. Yeah. So yeah, so I think mm-hmm. I think it's possible that uh, Captain Avrok it was from, or Captain Avrok and the guys in the grasp of Avarice are the remains of Tanix's crew that continue to plunder and. Uh, basically be a bunch of space pirates which is uh, pretty true i could i could see that happening you know they hear about all this crazy loot and they're like oh hey let's go take it for ourselves my dude well and this could explain because you know they i think canonically they would have been down there they would have been down there cuz i think i think the story in the messages in the bottle the way as i read them i think they're meant to take place in d1 Guy's Maybe. looking for the loot cave. He is. He's, that is true. Yeah. yeah. He's looking for the loot cave. Yeah, I could see. I could see that match. So maybe this explains why there was no one to open Tanix pod. True. Yeah, because all of his crew was off doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Wrapped up in the grasp of avarice. Yeah. 
And we're just finding it, like, way later. Mm-hmm. Which could happen. Yeah, because the messages from Wilhelm, he was all like, uh... They basically... Because the first message is that, um... Wilhelm sees this, uh, this vandal go into the loot cave. And he's trying to follow mm-hmm. him. So they've at least been down there since Wilhelm was down there now. But I will say, I will say this. The... I think it was either Perjing or Adagar, one of the Wilhelm's fire team members. Mm-hmm. Um... One of them popped a barricade, and that's all, that's a D2 thing, so I'm not sure. It might have been a little bit more recently, but I'm not sure. Well, but I guess not, not, to, be, not to be super pedantic, and I know, I know that's how I'm going to sound, so I'm just going to say sorry in advance. Just because we didn't know how to do it, or like we can't do it, does that mean that Guardians can't do it? True, true. Because uh, I just think of, like, there's still... I, I don't remember where it was confirmed exactly, but there's still blade dancers out there. Yeah, there's still the like Guardian the Guardian old... is just not one. Yeah. yeah, it's just like what the guard So no, okay, okay. I I definitely can see that then. Okay, okay. Hmm. So I I like the gaps that this theory kinda fills in in a lot of different areas that you might not have thought about before the royal royal you obviously not you lucy <laughs> but, um and one thing you know we, we've just gone over some of them i really enjoy that it fills that potential thing of like why was tanix locked in that pod like we haven't seen him since actually seen him like we, we thought we had but uh, we hadn't actually seen him since d1 and then you have why um why all of these uh well actually why the captain i guess specifically seems to have that same cape that iconography of tanix yeah uh cloak and then to your point you know they're all about being how can i say this and and tell me what you think here lucy tanix is the most fallen not necessarily Elixney, the most fallen fallen that there is. Yes. I can definitely <laughs> uh, see that. He doesn't believe in tradition. He is all about like the bounty hunting and the piracy and the fuck you, this is mine's now. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so, I say that these guys who got trapped in sort of a loop of endless greed, like they, they, they can't escape. They're always going to want more once they're in there. It's, you know, they, like, well, unless they figure out kinda, how to get the greed out of them. It's kind of like the same thing that happened to Wilhelm. They're just like, Ooh, shiny. We could just keep, keep being here. Keep finding more stuff. Mm-hmm. I can just go a little further. Ooh, I've got so much cool stuff. <laughs> what I, what I love about the uh, messages in a bottle is it really illustrates that he's, it's not actually about the stuff. It's about, it, it, it's about hoarding. It's about greed because he never once thinks about like, well, if I keep going deeper, how am I going to get out to use this stuff? It's all about, yeah, definitely. Right. It is. <laughs> you know, you know what made me think was funny when he starts using um, his fire team as mules. Oh Yeah. I feel like, especially in D one, when when like vault space was was really low and all this stuff, you'd end up having a character who is just a mule. Like you exist to hold stuff. Pretty much. So you could expand your inventory. <laughs> so, uh, that's that's a funny one for me. Um, how about you, Lizzie? Uh, what what are some of your thoughts about? Uh, about the connections, because like I really think, you know, one, it, it as I've been trying to say, it, it fleshes stuff out. But two, it's kind of neat that it's 
just its own little story. Like it's not. Yeah. It's not part of like the over, the overarching uh, story that's happening in Destiny right now, which I I kind of missed from a lot of the other content. I I missed like the one-off adventures that you used to get a lot more of. Yeah, I definitely like this kind of self-contained story. I think they said going forward with the dungeons that are coming out because you only have you can buy you have to buy them separately from they're not attached to the seasons. So I think we'll have more of these little like self-contained stories like this in Witch Queen, which I'm really excited. Yay. But um so here's here's the thing about uh about Avarok, Captain Avarok. So, hmm. There's there's also the possibility be, that Tanik's crew was dissolved or dead. Possible. Because I don't think he had any buddies after, um, gosh, the, uh, I think the first time we kill him, right? In uh, House of Wolves. Mm, let me check. He was first seen working at the House of Wolves, blah, 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 blah. The Shadow Thief strike. I remember this trick. Yeah, that was a fun one. Getting getting revenge for uh Panix has for my no fellow house. hunters. He kneels before no yep. banner. Owes allegiance to no kill. Mm-hmm. 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 And then I think the next time we fight him, it's Tanix the Perfected, right? Yep. Yeah. So when he's Tanix the Perfected, gosh, is that that's not even part of a strike. He's like something you can randomly find, right? No, no, that's Randall no, the Perfected. No, him, he's, there's basically Shadow Thief and then Shadow Thief Redux. 2.0, and it's like backwards or something? It's like, yeah, it's like different. You don't start at the same spot. But those weren't his guys. Like, that, that was that was the Devil Splicers. Yes, that was, in, in the, in the Devil Splicers, there's one. Uh, yeah. So... Just uh, just putting this out there is, is something to think about while we while we mull over this this idea that you know he was part of Tanik's crew. I mean, Tan in in the actual strike there were like fallen you were fighting. I need to go redo the strike and see like what house they were, if any. I think they might have been House mm. Wolves, maybe. Yeah, looking at it, they're probably House Wolves, because that's who he's working with. But it, it wouldn't. Surprise me if he had, like, an actual crew, though. Oh, yeah. Because, like, he can't, I mean, like, he can't just do everything by himself. Well, I mean, I, mean, mean, I think... He, he could, but I just, I don't know. It's kind of like a Boba Fett kind of I mean, killer. look at Boba like, Fett if now. Boba Fett Boba... was also a Terminator. Yes, yeah, Boba Fett Terminator. <laughs> I'm sorry, you were saying? Well, I was just saying, look at Boba Fett now. Boba Fett is now, uh... He has friends. He's got the Tusken Raiders. Yeah, he's he's a cool dude. Sorry, we need to do, we need to do like a Mando Boba Fett episode. Well, we can do special. that as a yeah. as a next special. Okay, okay, I'm excited. I'm excited. I yeah, I'm excited. I won't. I won't. I won't take us on the Star Wars <laughs> tangent now. I promise. Um. Okay, so, I, I mean, is it, you know, now that you mention it, though, did Tanix, is he ever shown with a crew? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I guess another possible theory is that, I mean, everyone knows, like, the legend of Tanix. It's kind of like the Dread Pirate Roberts sort of thing. Like, it's it's... Tanix, I think, in in fallen culture is definitely a legend. I mean, obviously he's a real person, but, like, he's infamous. You know, he has his... He helped at the Battle of Twilight Gap. He He's killed hunter vanguards. He's, you know, he's mm-hmm. a badass guy. It could be possible that Captain Avrock and his crew, like, almost idolize Tanix, and that's why Captain Avrock is wearing the same... Same, uh, cloak. Uh, tartan, yeah, <laughs> the same, the same type of uh, cloak. symbols, symbols, yes, that's what I was thinking. Another possibility is that they are 
kind of, I guess, idolizing Tanix in a sort of way, like honoring him. Or they're just crazy. Who knows? That's true. Because I'm trying to think. Well, so if I think about it, remember Cade 6? Yes. I think they talk about Tanix's crew there. Yeah. So he definitely does have a crew. Mm-hmm. So I think... You know I, what you, yeah. I'm sorry. No, you go first. As I say, because you know where I was going with that is remember that there was... Because uh, you know how Tanix has no house. There was that um, theory that he was part of House Scar. Yeah. They could also be the remains... Like, they, like him and his crew could be right. the last remnants of House Scar. Right? That is possible. Well, I mean, but if if that symbol, if that symbolism, if if, if that uh, iconography... Symbol means house scar. Yeah, like yeah. represents house scar. Yeah. Because it's, it's one of those things like house scar is one of those kind of like hinted at in the edges. Yeah, definitely. Houses. There's a couple houses like that. Uh, in, in Destiny. Yeah, there's House Scar. So, there was House Rain, but House Rain now has been showed up in... And, uh, Stone. Stone, yes, yeah, Stone. Yeah, Stone was one, uh... And I think that... I think we actually have to think about this, because we've been calling them Fallen Houses, and I think I think there is a difference. Stone would, would be an Elixney house, because that those quotes are from the... Like, while the whirlwind is happening. And yeah. they're not the Fallen yet. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So House Scar, for anyone who doesn't know, is like one of these fringe houses that's um, that's mentioned by Varix. And it's one that actually came in conflict with House Winter right yes. after the uh, Whirlwind. So I'm guessing they fought over some resources. Wouldn't surprise me. Well, what's what's interesting to me is that if well that that makes the connection between uh why Tanix why the Shadow Thief takes place on a winter cache. Definitely. Maybe he had some personal reasons to go see what they'd kept from their uh, their long journey. Cause actually that's that's something I, I don't think anyone ever talks about. What if Tanix has no house because they're all gone? Yeah. That's kinda of, that's kinda of sad. I mean he's also a ruthless the mercenary so he doesn't have a house so he can kind of be aligned with whoever he's a little psychotic too like he he he's he kind of crazy genuine joy out of you well i mean it's kind of weird it's kind of hard to judge because like uh as we've talked about before at the end of um deepstone crypt if you die in like after you've won if you stand in the fiery wreckage that was his giant body you can hear him laughing at you oh yeah yeah. And so I'm just like, well, that's a little psychotic. But then at the same time, like, we laugh at Guardian deaths all the time because it's not permanent. Yes, we laugh all the time. We dance on people's graves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, literally. There might not even be time for a grave. Then we might just start dancing on the body. Yes, exactly. We just <laughs> start dancing, do flips on our sparrow. Like, that's literally canon, which is so funny. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then the only other, the only other, uh, the only, oh, wow. The only other mention of House Scar, before we get too, too far away of it, is a spider's bounties. We actually killed, uh, Kalzar, who was a scarred captain. Uh, and that's more of like an allusion to House Scar. Do you know what I mean? Uh, because scarred. Well, I guess I guess that could mean Yeah, that that could be that could be a reference to the house itself. I'm not sure. But if you go look at him, he's got those uh those horns coming out of his like upper back, lower neck like uh like um Skolas did. Yeah, that's true. With a head true. sort of uh, more similar to um to uh Mithrax. So that's a that's another that's another interesting one. So I 
am a little torn now. Because I, there there was 100% a Tanix crew. Yes. Well, for sure. well, here's one though. Like what it, wouldn't it make sense for his crew to be made up at least in part with the rem like other remnants of his house? Yeah. So if we take that and apply it to the things that we know, we apply it to the timeline, we have Tanix, potentially, Asterix, part of House Scarred, Scar, World 1 happens. Actually, uh, put a pin in this thought. Hold on. So we have after the World 1 happens. Then we move in to, like, for this theory to work, Let's say Tanix, remnants of House Scar, what have you. Uh, they, they made it out with a cache and they, they head to Earth. Or they, they, they start chasing the Traveler and pillaging everything they can along the way. Lead up to some of the... Uh, the prequel stories to before when even like the, the oldest of the guardians could have been resed in D one. Yeah, definitely. Tanix has killed a number of hunters. He's killed a hunter Vanguard. He's been killed by Cade. He gets, and then leading up to him getting killed once again by the guardian. Mm -hmm. Tanix then, when that signal goes back to what ended up being the Deep Stone Crypt, would need his crew there to either start the process or open the pod. Yeah. I wonder if any remains of his crew joined House Salvation when House Salvation... I wonder if how much common knowledge it was that they could bring Tanix back. Because, like, if you're just, like, in your crew, you know, you're, you're basically your captain of your ship is dead. It's been a rough mm -hmm. time. You keep getting your butt kicked by the enemy, the Guardians. And then these guys say, hey, we can bring him back. I'd, I'd be like, all right, you guys are my new best friends. High five. We'll do whatever, <laughs> we'll do whatever you guys will help. We'll help you guys out. We're doing it live. Yeah. Um, I like that, too. I like that too because the next the next step would be Tanix works with House of Wolves. Guardian kills him. Tanix resurrected. House Devils finds Siva becomes the Devil Splicers or the Devil Splicers like take over House Devils. I, th I think there's there was some yeah. like uproar in that too. And then Tanix shows up as Tanix the Perfected. You don't really see his crew in that fight, but that's fine. Maybe they don't want to. He's like, oh, well, you want to do the Siva. Like, it's like you get do overs. We don't. So go for it. <laughs> yes. um, gets killed. His crew, then, if these guys are that crew, go find, find the loot cave, get, get attracted to the loot cave somehow, basically get trapped in there gets swallowed by greed to the guardian to everyone else tanix is inactive tanix is dead no one knows where he is he's like you know stayed dead that time yeah how salvation gets the touch of darkness finds the deep stone crypt learns how to operate the deep stone crypt i, I think it's through the influence of the darkness but still like they, they make alkahest Yes. can make their own exos open tan wake up wake up tanix who i guess has been waiting in his pod this whole time yeah or actually you know what's fucked about that is we could have killed a tanix that could just be an earlier backup possibly which it brings in this whole uh remember altered carbon it brings in that yeah. whole like uh, like sleeving mentality, which so does Atrax. As many copies of themselves as they make, oofed. But 
Yeah, so that timeline, if they were swallowed in... Because one thing that you notice in, in Wilhelm, like, the whole time, like, he's never talking about, like, there should be radiation here or, like, you know, you know, you know this is this area has been cordoned off by the Vanguard. Like, there's no mention of any of that stuff. And that's, that's why we couldn't go back to the Cosmodrome uh, when D1 first came out, for anyone who doesn't know. Or D2, yeah. Or D2, sorry, yeah. Um, so, with that in mind... I think that timeline tracks. I think it does, yeah. We just yeah, solved think, everything. My God. <laughs> well, it's... it like What I like about this theory and theories like this, and, and Lucy, I think you know this about me, but like for anyone listening, my favorite theories are the ones that answer questions without changing other things that you know. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the facts that you know and these new ideas working together always make the strongest theories in my view. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Uh, like when they're in contrast, or like when something has to be, it you know th- those can be great and those can be true, but it's just a little harder harder to accept uh, at at least when you first hear it when you're first like considering it. This one checks that box. This one checks that box. It. It's completely reasonable. It doesn't change any other fact that you know. And it it raises more questions, but they're the right kind of questions. It's it's that uh, would you like to know more button in Starship Troopers? Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, I think I think it's pretty solid. Like uh, how how about you? I mean, I know I know I know you like this theory, but like I I'm just curious like like what what are your thoughts? Um I think it works pretty good. It definitely answers a lot of questions of, like, you know, how did... Because we do know Tannix has, like, a crew. What happened to them? Did they become C-verified? Did they... We're like, mm, that's, that's a little too crazy for me, man. You, you, go, you go drink that Kool-Aid. We're going to go back to being pirates. You... We don't, we don't really care. We're just going to be... We'll wait at the car. We'll wait. We'll be waiting <laughs> we'll in wait the car. The <laughs> you have fun talking with your friend, Mom. We're going to go... Yeah, but I, I, I agree. Okay. I think you know with this one, I think I think I might be ready to uh to move into uh, to some scoring. Were there any other angles that uh that we ought to consider? Uh no, I think I think we got everything. Nice. All right. Move into some scoring then. Uh, would you would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Uh, you can, I can go first, I guess. Uh, I'm going to give it 60, uh, 60 greed. Like, what are the engrams called in Grasp of Everest? Oh, like something of greed? Yes, I'm going to give you 60 of those. That's exactly how much you need to start <laughs> DPS phase in uh, the dungeon. <laughs> okay. Okay. In favor? In favor, yes, in favor. In favor, okay. Groovy, groovy. Um, well, that's a, I think that's the most of those that we've ever given. <laughs> exactly, the engrams. <laughs> I'm going to give it hmm. I'm going to give it 1.5 I'm going to use a slightly different unit of measurement than I think I've done before I'm going to give it because what was the gap between Tannic sightings like 3-4 years yes I think so. I'm going to give it four years of of no Tanix. Four years of no Tanix. <laughs> yeah. In favor of. <laughs> of of Tanix, you know, the guy who always comes back to life somehow not being alive out there. And yeah. 
that's that's my score in favor of. I think, uh, or maybe that many days would have been a better way to quantify maybe. it. So it maybe. sounded like Who a big knows? number. I'll have to come up. I might. No, no, no. no. I'm just going to roll with it. I'm not going to edit in a better score. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I give it. I, I I think it I think it ticks all the marks and yeah I surprisingly enough Lucy I think this might be a little a uh, little mytho class oh really really ho 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 that's fancy yeah because it it fills in it fills in all the right gaps and there's just enough hints to uh to keep you keep you wanting more keep you wanting I just want a little bit more and boy why how did it how did they oh. It doesn't explain everything, but it fleshes things out. Yeah, I think I think this was a this was a really good one. Um, yeah, uh, bravo to the theory. Heck yeah! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh man. Well, I think that might be all we got for this week, Lucy. Do you do you have any any shout outs? Do you have any shout outs? Yeah, I guess I got a shout out here. A little shout out. A little shout out. Uh, a little shout out. I guess. Uh, shout out to uh, my partner Kelsey for being awesome, because she's the best. Obviously, like funny story. So I was like really craving like cornbread randomly. I was like, damn, I love cornbread. I really want cornbread. Corn- is delicious. Cornbread. I just said that like a day, and then like literally um, that night after dinner, she went and baked cornbread for me. That it was so sweet. I was like, <laughs> I didn't even like say anything. Like, oh, I didn't. I wasn't like, oh, you should make cornbread. Like, she just made it, and it wasn't like a, the. It was really good, but the problem was it wasn't. It was in like a cake pan, not like little muffin pans. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we're like, okay, when we go to the store next, we gotta get muffin muffin pans, and you then gotta, we did. You, you just don't want a sheet of cornbread. <laughs> we just gotta be just like a sheet of cornbread. I mean, it was good. It was good, but I was just like, mm-hmm. they should be little muffins. But no, it was, that's, it was really sweet. It was really sweet. That's that's awesome. I'm uh, that's so cute. You got to uh, ooh another another way you can do the cornbread is in is in the iron skillet. Ooh yeah, never thought about that. Yeah, Kelsey and I yeah. we've been like cooking food. Like we made pancakes nice. the other day. She made me pancakes because I was like, damn, I kind of want pancakes. She's like, oh, okay. It was really funny gotcha. though, because she got she got out the um, uh, like a pa- uh, a pan to make the pancakes in, and then I was like, "Honey, mm-hmm. what are you doing? We have we have a, a a griddle, a little mini griddle for mini little pancakes." And she's like, "Oh my god, we do! <laughs> That's gonna make it so much easier." And it was it was mm-hmm. so funny. It was so nice. But yeah, no, I love like it. it's great. It's great. <laughs> what about you? That is awesome. Shout-outs uh, my, from my shout out this week. Yeah, my my shout out this week is I'm gonna give a shout out. This is gonna be a little more a little more local. So for anyone who hasn't heard me talk about it before, I, I live in I live in Washington, DC. And my shout out's gonna be to these poor folks who on Monday, we had two snows this week, but on Monday we had a pretty big one. And there were some unfortunate people. Who went out like maybe in like the middle of the snow on some roads out out in Virginia, and they got stuck in a traffic jam for like over twenty four hours. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think there was I think it was Tim Kaine. I think there was a like a. Virginia politician was was one of the people stuck in there. So, oh no! Um, yeah, it was it was ridiculous, and it's something that definitely was a uh, was preventable. Um, but the, my shout outs to all those people. I hope I hope everyone got home safe. I know there were there were a lot of stories of like people like you know they were trying to get their pet back from the vet, oh jeez, or something like that. So like yeah, one woman one poor woman was in there with like two of her cats. Don't know what to do. And I'm just like wow, that sounds awful. So I just hope um, I just hope everyone was able to uh, make it out of there and uh, and stay safe, um, stay warm, 
I know uh, running out of gas was definitely definitely a thing for some people out there. So I just I hope everyone was able to uh, to make it through. And that's that's going to be my shout out for this week. So yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah. So with that, everyone, with that in mind, after after that story, especially, stay safe, stay warm. If you know, if you're on another hemisphere, stay 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 temperate. Stay, stay appropriately temperate. Stay tem- temperate like <laughs> yeah. for, for whatever climate you're in. I just, too much is bad. Any direction. <laughs> like, so, uh, and, and we'll see you next week, everyone. Bye-bye. Doodles. That's off, Guardians. That's it for this week's discussion. Have any questions or comments about this episode? You can reach out to us on Twitter, at SpinFoilTheory, or write us an email at SpinFoilTheory at gmail.com. If you'd like to read our show notes, check out articles, listen to past episodes, and more, be sure to pay us a visit over at our website, SpinFoilTheory.com. The Lore Network.